Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. you folks. As we start 2017, I'm for you. Understand that. I am for you. And every, every Sunday morning message, every uh, starting point class, uh, Sunday afternoon, Wednesday night, it's with you in mind, wanting to help you, wanting to be a blessing, wanting to help you uh, get it right. I am pulling for you. You've got somebody on your side here. Uh, I try to be an encouragement. Sometimes if I'm for you, it's important that I step on your toes sometimes. And trust me, I step on my own toes too. But I I love you. And one of the things I want to help you with, especially as we start this brand new year, is with your thought life. It's critical. And it's important that we understand that in all of us, there's this constant battle going on where we are wrestling with our thoughts. This is a message that I was going to preach this past Wednesday night, but due to weather, the crowd was small. We still had a great time, and I preached a message that I really think that the Lord uh, wanted those people to hear that were here Wednesday night. But this was the message that I intentionally uh, or had intended to to preach, uh, but I am eager to share it with you this morning because this is such an important area, wrestling with our thoughts. It's important that we win this battle in the right way. And you'll see what we're talking about as we get started. By the way, those of you that are visiting with us this morning, we're glad you're here. Thank you for coming. You could have chosen to not be anywhere or be somewhere else. But in being here this morning, uh, we count you as our guests and trust uh, things will be a blessing to you. You've heard it said, you are what you eat. Now, I'm not going to talk about that this morning because we'd all be in trouble after the Christmas holidays. Uh, I know that I am. But that is a true statement, especially when it talks about our our physical bodies. In fact, we are what we eat. But it can also be said, you are what you think. That would be true of our lives. We are what we think. Our thought life is critical. What is rumbling around up here? is very important, and it can make us or break us. There's a Bible principle for that. In Proverbs 23, verse number 7, it says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, you are what you think. That is confirmed by this verse. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You may try to present yourself as something else by the way you act or by the way you dress, but if you want to get to the core of who you are, it's what you're thinking. What you think is at the core of who you are, and that is important. It's important that we think properly. Because thinking affects the way we feel, and feelings affect our actions. Our actions have consequences, 
And our actions will bring God's blessings or God's displeasure. Let me go through those again. They'll be up on the screen in a little bit, but not now, not at this point. Thinking is important because it affects the way we feel. And the way we feel affects our actions or what we do or don't do. But understand this, our actions, what we do or don't do, have consequences. And our actions will bring God's blessings or God's displeasure. Let let me illustrate what I'm talking about this morning. In a negative sense, if we think that exercise is a waste of time, then you're not going to feel like exercising, therefore you won't. But on the positive side, if you think daily devotions are a valuable use of time, you are going to feel like doing them, and therefore you will. You see how important thinking is? It starts with thinking. It all starts with thinking, so it's important that we're thinking right to begin with. And the problem is, often we don't. Oftentimes, even we Christians can have erroneous, wrong thinking in our minds. Anybody ask you why you didn't go to the family get-together? Oftentimes, is the answer is, I didn't feel like it. Anybody ever ask you why you went and apologized to someone? The answer is, I felt like it was the right thing to do. Prior to those actions were feelings, and prior to those feelings were our thoughts. People would say, I I did go to the family get-together. I did go to the family reunion because I thought mom would be hurt if I didn't go. So I felt it was the right thing to do. I went and apologized to him because I thought that I was really out of line. So I felt like I should go and do it. Trace it back. And our actions go back typically through our feelings and then back to our thinking. And if you're thinking wrong, you're going to be feeling wrong, and if you're feeling wrong, then typically you're going to do wrong. Here it is on the screen now. Thinking affects the way we feel, and feelings affect our actions. I thought this, so I felt like I needed to do it. We say that all the time. You know, in various forms and in various ways, but we're always saying, that's what I felt like doing, and that's what I felt like I shouldn't do. Well, why did you feel like that? Because I thought, therefore I did or I didn't. So in 2017, if we want to get it right, we need to make sure that our thinking is right. Because thinking affects the way we feel, and feelings affect our actions, and our actions then have consequences. You know, it, you know, it matters whether you went and apologized or not. It may matter whether you went to the reunion or not. And understand even further, our actions will bring God's blessings or God's displeasure. Based on what you do or do not do, God is taking note. God is taking inventory. And if you don't do what you should have done, that displeases God. But when you do what you're supposed to do, that brings God's blessings or God's pleasure. 
Again, let's look at the verse. Proverbs 23, 6 says, Eat thou not, we're going to put that uh, phrase in the context, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Here's the context. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainties, or his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. The context of the phrase, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, is about a wealthy man inviting people to a feast, pretending to be generous when really he is not. Who he really is is what he is thinking during that feast. What we think is who we really are. Our thinking, folks, is really at the core of who we are. Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in verse number 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, the word of God, it says here, is powerful. And it cuts everything away. And where does it end up? Where is the core? Where is the nuclear center of who you are? The thoughts and the intents of the heart. We need to make sure that we're thinking right. We need to make sure that we're thinking biblically. Too many Christians get in messes they shouldn't be in simply because they are thinking wrong. And when you think wrong, you feel wrong. When you feel wrong, you do wrong. And when you do wrong, you bring God's displeasure. It's not rocket science. It's not beyond anybody's ability to comprehend in this room that we need to make sure that we're thinking right. Let me share with you several quotes from uh, Theodore uh, Kohler, a doctor of divinity. He says this, the character of a man's thoughts determines the character of his life. His actions are inspired from within. Every product of the soul, whether it be an action or a purpose, is first a germ. By germ, he means a germ of a thought. It's your thought. But look at that first sentence. The character of a man's thoughts determines the character of his life. There are people with messed up lives today that you and I know, and they're messed up in part because they're thinking wrong. Ultimately, it may be because they're saved or backslidden, but that condition has led to them thinking wrong. And it's that wrong thinking that has created all the drama in their lives. The character of a man's thoughts determines the character of his life. I share that quote with you because it's accurate. But he also said, sin lies in the soul in germs. You know, the germ, those thoughts within us. In germs as well as in actions, the moral success of life consists in killing evil thoughts in the germ. That is critical. You got a wayward family member? They're thinking wrong. You have somebody at work, here's life, that you, you really like that person, but their life is just filled with drama. 
you can rest assured. There, there's, there's some wrong thinking there. And it may be because they're lost and they don't know the Lord. It might be that they're saved, but they've got, gotten away from the Lord and their thinking has been distorted. It's not biblical. It's not godly. And this last quote from this gentleman. There are few purer and richer pleasures in this world than the enjoyment of sweet thoughts, happy thoughts, holy thoughts. The heart determines our everlasting destiny. A heart without holiness never shall see the Lord. Christ is the only purifier of the heart. He ends on a positive here by saying the thoughts can get us in all kinds of trouble, therefore we need to kill those thoughts early on before they bloom, if you will. But then he says there are few purer and richer pleasures in this world than the enjoyment of sweet thoughts. I mentioned just a second ago, thinking about family or friends that are wayward, that are troubled, and their lives are just out of control, or they're just spinning, and they had so much potential, and they they could be doing so much better, but it's just one drama after another, one excuse after another. They're thinking wrong. But think about, and thankfully, there are many couples that are doing well, that love each other, that laugh, and they get along. They are doing right because they're feeling right. And they're feeling right because they're thinking right. You think about young people that have a pleasant spirit about them, that are respectful of mom and dad and want to do well in school and they're responsible and they're, they're trustworthy. That's a young person that is thinking right. The Bible illustrates this. The Bible clearly illustrates how thoughts affect our feelings and feelings affect our actions. Elijah, in fleeing from Jezebel. Most of you know the story in here where he took on the prophets of Baal. And, you know, they built an altar, he built an altar, and he calls down fire from heaven, and the Lord consumes his altar, demonstrating the power of God, demonstrating Elijah's faith, and all it did, and then all these other prophets were killed, and the false prophets, and then Jezebel and Ahab, the two, the wicked king and queen, now they're, they're after him, you know, just tick them off, if you will, and they're after him, so he's under all this pressure. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse number 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. They weren't any too happy about that. Then Jezebel, wicked woman, if you ever called a Jezebel, it's not a compliment, is it? Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. In other words, she sends word, I'm coming after you. I am coming after you with a vengeance. Then in verse number three, and when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. He's come to a full stop now. I mean, he's been battling. He's been trusting God. He has seen miracles done. But now, he requested for himself 
that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Here is a man who has been used mightily of the Lord. Here is a man that saw and witnessed a great miracle of God, fire coming down from heaven, consuming his sacrifice. But now, just a few days later, he is at a full dead stop, totally discouraged, ready to die. And this illustrates the point that I'm making to you this morning, that our thoughts affect our feelings and our feelings affect our actions and our actions have consequences. It's important what you think, folks. It's important that you, your thinking and my thinking not be just, just our personality, but it's important that it be biblical. Look at what happens here. What, what are his actions? We're going to take it in reverse order. We're going to start with his actions, and we're going to see how he got there. Number one, he has stopped serving God. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. This is a change. He had been very proactive for God, very bold for God, calling, praying down fire from heaven. And now he's at a full stop. Okay? He is seated under a juniper tree. That is what he is doing. Why is he doing that? Because that's the way he felt. That's the way he felt. Look at his feelings. What's he feeling? I want to die. And he requested for himself that he might die. And said, it is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life. So easy to prove my point to you this morning. You see his actions. Kind of conversely, there are no actions. He's quit serving the Lord. We see his feelings. I feel like dying. What's the use? That's his feelings. Why is he feeling that way? His thoughts. I can't handle this responsibility. For I am not better than my father's. Here's what he's thinking. This is too much. I I, I can't handle this. This is all on me. This is all on my shoulders. This is more than I can bear. Lord, you got this one wrong. You, maybe, maybe you say that you won't give us any more than we can bear, but this time that's not the case. You've given me more than I can bear. That's what he is thinking. And that thinking has caused him, caused him to feel like dying, which has stopped him in his tracks. So I think it's very interesting here. Stay with me. I think it's very interesting here as to how God dealt with him. Because God does deal with him. God just doesn't leave him there. And this, this just reemphasizes my point this morning. How does God deal with him? Well, he gave him something to think about. He gave him something to think about. You read on down in that chapter, verse number 8. The Lord is speaking and says, Yet have I left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal. And every mouth which hath not kissed him. He said, no, here's what you need to think about. Elijah, you're not the only one left. And I have not given you more than you can bear. In fact, you need to think about this. 
there are many others that are still serving. And he wanted him to think about it so he could know that, you know, it's just an encouragement to know sometime that you're not the only one. So how did God go about dealing with him? He gave him something to think about. It's very important, folks, that our thinking be biblical, that our thinking be godly. I want to ask you this morning, are you guilty, perhaps sometimes, of not thinking as you should, therefore feeling in a way you shouldn't, which leads to actions that you should not take, such as staying at home, quit tithing, or whatever it might be, because of the way you feel, and the way you feel being based on the way you think. The good news is, as we start 2017, is you can do something about it. Now, if you, if you make excuses for yourself, if you want to stay in that rut, there's nothing anybody can do for you. If you go out of here making excuses for yourself, you go out of here saying, well, that's just me, that's just my personality, that's my nature, my mom was like that, my dad was like that, can't help you. But if you'll listen to God this morning, if you'll listen to his word this morning, it doesn't have to continue to be that way. You can change your thinking, which I guarantee you will change the way you feel, which I guarantee you will change the way you act. Here's how you do that. Number one, filter your thoughts. Filter your thoughts. Be careful what you allow to rumble around up here. Philippians 4.8 tells us what to think. Okay? We're not left to worry about it. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, <coughs> if there be any praise, what does it say? Read it together. Think on these things. If what you're thinking about doesn't fall into one of these categories, get it out. You notice, notice what's missing in that list? Anger, bitterness, jealousy, fear. And you can, go, you can go on and on forever. Filter your thoughts. And we all have that temptation. I do too as a pastor. I, I can sometimes want to entertain fearful thoughts, depressing thoughts, discouraging thoughts, angry thoughts, bitter thoughts. I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm weak, flesh, sinner. You know, and, and so I have to remind myself, I'm ordered by the Lord not to go there. He loves me. He knows what's best for me. I need to think on these things. And that's the first thing you can do. As we begin 2017, filter your thoughts. And if you go home today and you're filled with fearful, depressing thoughts, you are rebelling against God. And you need to change that. And you need to keep this list before you. And make sure that you're following the list. Number two, practical thing. Fellowship with positive people. You know the old saying, misery loves company? You know the old saying, you know, birds of a feather flock together? There's a reason that's true, because people typically do. You know, you need to make sure that you are hanging around people that are encouraging. People that are positive. 
Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You need to reach out to positive people. You need to find somebody that, you know, has a smile on their face and they're usually whistling a happy tune and say, let me take you out for coffee tomorrow. I, I, just, I just want to spend some time with you. And, and find out what makes them tick. And let them be an encouragement to you. You have no business hanging around discouraging, uh, dreadful people in despair. You know, if you're not, if you're not careful, you know, that, that, that'll just wear you down. So there are people out there that are positive. There are people out there that, you know, think right, and therefore they feel right, therefore they do right. And if you hang around them, they can mentor you. They can be a positive influence. And you can realize that, well, but they have troubles too. That's right. (coughs) But they're handling it biblically. They're handling it righteously. (coughs) So, number one, filter your thoughts. Number two, Fellowship with positive people. And then number three, forsake negative influences. Forsake negative influences. There, when I was studying to be a Christian school teacher years ago, they talked about negative energy drains. There are certain people that will suck the life out of you. They are needy, dependent people that, you know, they're the Eeyores of life that just, you know, are always down. And, and, and not just people, but there are other sources of, of negativity. You know, 24-hour news cycle. You want to get depressed, just have the 24-hour news cycle on repeating the same dreadful stuff every day. I want to know the news. I'm not going to stick my head in the sand, but I don't have to dwell on it 24-7. It is horrible what happened down in Florida. And I could have kept the TV on, you know, watching that, every account of it, every back and forth. Folks, that's not going to do me or them any good. Again, I'm sensitive to them. I'm sorry for them. i got to believe that there are people that, will, that are in a position to help those people. <coughs> but for me to dwell on that and every other problem that the news channels bring, all I'm doing is depressing myself. I could be a 24-7 news junkie, and I have known that that affects, that thinking affects the way I feel. And I've had to wean myself off of that. <coughs> Romans six nineteen, For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you, listen to this, wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. I want you to be wise unto that which is good. Be aware of what is good. Be a part of good. Be a part of positive things, but be simple concerning evil. You don't have to know every detail of every horrible thing that's going on in this world today. No, we don't want to stick our heads in the sand. No, we don't want to be naive, but we've got to be balanced about that. Filter your thoughts, fellowship with positive people, forsake negative influences, and then lastly, forgive those who have hurt you. Forgive those who have hurt you. (laughs) 
what happens in childhood can have a lasting effect on a soul. And sadly, in our culture, there are people in this room who had terrible things happen to them in their childhood. There are people in this room that I know that if you talk to them, you would never know that bad things happened to them. They, they gave it to the Lord. They grew as Christians, and they've overcome it. And they have a positive spirit and a, and a very positive outlook on life. But there are other people that have never gotten over it. I mean, as I've grown as a pastor through the years, one thing I deal with often, and it's, it's not always with ladies. It's just my personal experience. But oftentimes it's ladies that have been abused or hurt in some serious way when they were a child, and they've never gotten over it. And those thoughts are always in their mind. You won't find what you're thinking about in that list that we read earlier. I'm not saying it's easy. You need to be with with people that can help you. You need to be with, with positive people. But you need to forgive those who have hurt you. I believe there are people that I know today that are going to go to an early grave because of bitterness and anger and just dwelling on the past. Now, what happened in the past is horrible, and we, we wouldn't wish that upon anybody. But the good news is you can move on. Amen? You can move on. It doesn't mean you have to forget, but you can forgive. If you don't forgive, the only person you're hurting is yourself. And I found this to be a major problem with especially some ladies, bless their hearts. Not limited to that, but that's just been my experience. Okay? And I'm not suggesting they're weak. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just suggesting that, you know, the Bible talks about the, 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 the tenderness of a, of a woman, the sensitivity of a woman, for which we are grateful. But that can be harmed greatly by a, a, a mean person, an abusive person. It's so important that our thoughts are right. Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. The Lord wouldn't tell you to do it if he wouldn't help you to do it. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I really believe this point four is from the Lord. As I was preparing this message, this just came to me and I got to thinking, you know, we need to think right. And then I think about some people that really struggle. And they don't feel right. Therefore, it's hard for them to do right. And it's because right here, the, the bitterness is still there. They've, they've never gotten over this. This is under the category thinking, folks. Thinking, how we think. Let me just say, and especially to the ladies who my heart goes out to that maybe are struggling with some things that happened 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, you can get the victory. And if you go back to the list in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8, what you are thinking isn't found on that list. But by the grace of God, you can get the victory. Remember this this morning. Thinking affects the way we feel. And feelings affect our actions. And folks, our actions always have consequences. What we do has consequences. 
Our actions will bring God's blessings or God's displeasure. A couple quotes as we close. You are today where your thoughts have brought you. You will be tomorrow where your thoughts will take you. That's not scripture, and I understand that, and I don't claim that it's equal to scripture. But it sure is something to think about. You are today where your thoughts have brought you. If you're a miserable, depressed individual, there's some wrong thinking going on there somewhere. A.W. Tozer, one of the great Christian preachers, godly man, said this. This is one of the statements he's most famous for. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. He's well known for that quote right there. Proverbs 23, 7, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Start off 2017 by going to God and experience the grace of God to get you to think right. And God gave us feelings. These feelings we have, we didn't, we didn't cause them. It's a part of who we are as human beings. When you think right, you're going to feel right. When you feel right, you're going to do right. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. As we... Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.